0: Hello, and welcome to season three of Film Insight. I'm Ben Yenny. And I'm Evan Plegger. We've made some changes to Producer Foundry recently. That's kind of why we've been away. Brought on some new team members, brought up some team members, and uh, just shifted around a bit. So Evan is going to be hosting this podcast with me. Uh, Randy will still pop in. Evan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hey, I'm Evan. You may have seen me around at other Producer Foundry events. I help host the town halls and meetups that we've done in the past. I also help around with other administrative stuff. Right now, I also write a blog called The Transmedia Frontier, which is about cross-platform and new media storytelling.
0: Excellent. Randy is still involved with Producer Foundry, but uh, he's in more of a higher-level guiding capacity. I've been quite busy, got five films at Con. co-founded a tech company you'll hear about more later. Our first guest of
1: this new season is Jeremiah Boehner. So Jeremiah Boehner was an incredible interview about ways filmmakers who are just getting started can utilize brands to their advantage, make short form content, he refers to it as content marketing, to support their craft and get more projects under their belt.
0: This is actually one of the more viable ways for filmmakers to build a production company. They take on several corporate clients at one time to continue to make money Well, they save time and save money to actually work on their passion projects, generally their narrative work. Jeremiah
1: Uh, does a great job of explaining what exactly content marketing is in his interview with Ben. Great. Let's dive into it.
0: Okay. We are here with Jeremy Boehner. Jeremy is an advertising and marketing and content marketing specialist uh, who's here to talk with us a little bit about branded entertainment. How are you doing, Jeremy?
2: I'm good, Ben. How are you?
0: Good. So how did you end up deciding you wanted to be in marketing?
2: Well, I've always loved marketing in the business of trying to influence people's decisions and the creative outlet that marketing provides. I've never considered myself much of an artist, but within marketing, I still get to be creative and I'm always learning something new.
0: Okay, cool. For those listeners who don't know, but most of you probably do by now, the producer Foundry is a Business School for Independent Film, we teach filmmakers things like marketing, distribution, finance, and some legal affairs. Not everyone we have on our podcast or in our town halls is directly related to film. But I know Jeremy from a personal endeavor, and Jeremy agreed to be on the podcast and talk a little bit about how filmmakers can break into branded entertainment.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. So for people that don't know, content marketing is the new buzzword within marketing. And what content marketing is, is it's a type of marketing that does not directly talk about the product. Its main purpose is to inform, entertain, or create awareness in an abstract way. So you see that. In a lot of Buzzfeed articles, most of the stuff that people read on Buzzfeed is actually sponsored by some brand, and they incorporate the brand in an abstract way. So instead of having, you know, 10 reasons why you should use Gillette razors, you have 10 reasons why, you know, a clean-shaped man is the best thing for you, or, you know, whatever the content is. And now that content is starting to turn more towards video as mobile technology has improved to support the demands that video requires so you start seeing brands start to produce you know micro content little short little videos that are meant to entertain and educate their their consumers and these are the things that go viral if you look at YouTube's uh, viral video trends for the past four or five years most of the videos that go viral are actually advertisements Mm -hmm. you take like the the Dollar Shave Club for example they created that video which told the consumers about their product and their brand. And it was just so well done that people shared it because it was entertaining. And it's like watching the Super Bowl. You know, a lot of people love watching the Super Bowl for the commercials because in the advertising world, if you land a Super Bowl commercial, that's your chance to really show off your your creative skill and hopefully then land more clients. And how video producers... And content creators can take advantage of that is they can start getting in front of brands that are creating content, but have not started producing video content, or maybe just don't know what to do. And there's going to be a gold rush of video producing that I think your audience can take advantage of, especially if they are the more creative types who uh, like to make things creatively, there's a wide world of opportunity. But even for the ones that are less creative and more, You know, cinematographer types, there's still an opportunity to get out there and create uh, interesting content for brands. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, let's just be honest. A cinematographer does have to be creative. It's just a sort of creativity. And it does actually very much influence the outcome of a branded video. I like the viral video I can think of as an example was that one about a year ago i think where they had random strangers have a first kiss part of the success of that was how beautifully it was shot and also just the awkwardness and the sheer relatability of this video and it ended up being something for i think like uniqlo or something some clothing line and do you remember this video i do i don't remember which brand
2: it was for i can look it up yeah but that's a a really good example of content that is not directly about the brand. So they created this video, and uh, Dove does this a lot as well. Mm-hmm. They'll do like the Real Beauty campaign that they they did. That's a lot more heavily branded, but you can get very abstract with this. The first thing time I can remember any major brands doing this was actually BMW, where they commissioned twenty young filmmakers to create you know short films with real celebrities that featured their cars. Mm-hmm. And the short films weren't about the cars, they just featured the cars. Mm-hmm. So it was essentially, they got 20 short films that were similar to The Transporter. Mm-hmm. And they were all awesome at the time. And you can go back and look them up on Google, I mean, on YouTube, I think, they're still gonna be there and they're still entertaining. Mm-hmm. And it, that's one opportunity for filmmakers to start getting work you know, in that space and still have that creative outlet. Mm-hmm.
0: I can remember in the relatively early days of YouTube while I was still in film school, a local fast food chain that you probably haven't heard of called Good Times did a special promo where you could go to any Good Times location and you could pick up a special whoever their mascot was at the time holding a Good Times burger like cardboard cutout standing guy and then make a video featuring the standing guy, and it was entered into a contest where the winner got like five grand and a year's worth of good times or something like that. So branded entertainment in video isn't something that's brand new, but it is definitely taking off in a way that we're, we haven't really seen before. Correct?
2: Correct, and a lot of that just has to do with technology and the available availability of video. Since, you know, 4G has come out and it's a lot faster now to load a mobile a video on your mobile device, people are consuming more video content. And even within Facebook, you see their push for mobile content. They will artificially boost the exposure of any video post that is posted by a page. Mm-hmm. So, For example, I run several different Facebook pages about a variety of topics. And whenever I upload a video directly on Facebook, my reach goes from a couple thousand to tens to twenty of thousands, depending on the page.
0: That sounds about right. Our reach grows similarly, although we don't have the same numbers. Well, you know, Producer Foundry does have bills to pay. So uh, we've got to throw to commercial. We'll see you in a minute. Production Next is a new platform that makes filmmaking easier does more than simply manage budgets, schedules, and shot lists, it gives you a single system that you can start using your first semester in film school and grow with all the way through your career. It gives you a place to manage your contacts, equipment, props, set dressing, and more. You can then take those items and integrate them into multiple projects and detect conflicts between them. Find out more and apply for the free closed beta at productionnext.com. Say you heard about us on Film Insight for quicker access. Hey, I'm Ben. I'm one of the co hosts of Film Insight. I don't know if you know this, but I also have a book called The Gorilla Rep American Film Market Distribution Success on No Budget. It's all about establishing relationships with distributors at the American film market. It is a foreword from Academy Award nominee Mark Smolowitz, advice from six distributors and financiers as to what exactly they're looking for, and is a textbook in more than 10 film schools, including the Colorado Film School and Boston University. Find it online on Amazon and at barnesandnoble.com, as well as in 50 major retailers nationwide. Pick up your copy today. You know something? We don't just shill our own projects. We'll shill yours. We're for hire. Email sponsorship at producerfoundry.com if you'd like to inquire about sponsoring any of our events. Or this wonderful podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to that. Let's get back to Jeremiah.
0: So we've talked about what branded content is. But how do you as a filmmaker actually go about approaching brands to make branded content and ideally make a bit of money while you're doing it?
2: Yeah, so there's a number of resources. There is actually a company that tries to crowdsource this, and I can't remember the name of the company at the moment, but I will send that to you after, so you can include that in your show notes. But some other strategies that filmmakers can use, number one, they can start reaching out directly to brands that they want to start creating content for and do a little showcase work the guy who runs the blog uh, video fruit i don't know if you've ever spoken to him he built his business by finding people within his industry that he wanted to get some exposure from and he created videos for them unsolicited using their most popular blog posts or uh, podcast episodes depending on the company and those brands were so impressive by the quality of the videos that they produced, he was able to get more business out of them and then get business out of their followers. Does that make sense?
0: That makes total sense, man. That actually seems like somebody we should talk to. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, he's
2: pr- pretty smart when it comes to the video marketing stuff. Some other strategies I would recommend is team up with other personalities. I don't know if your guys like being in front of the camera, but there's plenty of people on YouTube and Periscope who are trying to become you know, internet famous, who shoot you know, shitty videos or just have really terrible quality, and you can work with them if they're in your area to help produce better quality and help build a team that creates that content. Does that make sense? Yeah, that
0: does. The big thing is a lot of the uh, YouTube personalities that actually make it Despite their low production quality, will already have someone they can hire or not want to hire. Um, yeah, so, well, that's yeah. why you gotta find them when they're, they're when they're little, they're, when they're, when yeah. they're
2: new, <laughs> or find somebody who's maybe popular in another arena that has not ventured into video yet, mm-hmm. and start helping them with that. And the other thing you could do is take content that's already out there. And this is more for the editors and people out there, and just repurpose it into something else. You see, the Gregory Brothers, the guys who do the Songify videos, that's how how they got famous. Is they took you know publicly available content like news footage and debates and turned them into hilarious videos where they spliced themselves in and used you know green screen and just added a lot of production value and now those guys are actually starting to produce TV shows and other types of content and same with the bad lip reading guys, Mm -hmm. you know, they would take clips from the NFL, dub over it and it was so funny, you know, now they're getting approached by major brands to do the same thing for them.
0: It's True. Where can people find you, Jeremiah? Uh, They can
2: find me at JeremiahBainer.com, it's uh, B-O-E-H-N-E-R. Just like the speaker of the house who i'm not related to twitter uh, at sfbainer.com
0: okay thank you very much
1: well that was an absolutely fascinating discussion yeah uh content marketing is definitely something i've been thinking about for myself to support me and help build my portfolio hopefully to lead towards bigger filmmaking ventures branded entertainment and working with influencers really seems to be the way to go
0: That's very true. And there are a lot of software solutions to help with that. Jeremiah mentioned one, Production Next, that company that I've been building, is also another in a slightly different way. Brandwood Global is more about directly connecting you with brands for product placement, branded entertainment, and a lot of different sorts of videos along the same line. Yeah, I know we've been away a while, but uh, we are working on some pretty interesting stuff here at Producer Foundry. So you should keep your eyes peeled on producerfoundry.com, as well as our Facebook page and group. There will be some pretty cool announcements coming soon.
1: Who do we have next week? We have Angie Wang. She's going to talk about becoming a filmmaker even when you had a different career before that. That's
0: a story on its own, but if I remember correctly, there's also some really poignant conversation on diversity in the film industry and particularly the lack of it.
1: Yeah, the whitewashing that we're starting to see.
0: Indeed. Listen, next week, if you want to talk about your experiences in the business of the film industry and have some valuable insight to share feel free to reach out to us through our Facebook page for now we'll probably have a better solution soon
1: take a look in the show notes for a link to form. exactly
0: Evan where can people find out more about you and what you do
1: I'm Evan Pleger. I'm a filmmaker here in the Bay Area. I also run a blog called The Transmedia Frontier, and it's a blog about cross-platform and new media storytelling, the convergence of tech and telling stories through new mediums. Cool. Uh, And your Twitter? I'm at IndieEvan. You can also find Transmedia on Twitter and Facebook and I'm Ben Yenny. Uh, you can find me
0: and my blog at both thegorillarep.com as well as producerfoundry.com. I write most of the blog, although I think Kevin's going to be making a fair amount of contributions coming soon. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at thegorillarep and on Facebook at the page Ben Yenny. We'll talk to you soon. See you in two weeks.